There are many ways people listen to vision, including through a PC at work. When you fire up your computer at work, go to vision.org.au slash listen and click the Vision or V180 Listen Live buttons. You can also catch the latest Vision National News Bulletin and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts from the same page all while you work. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. How far are you and I willing to go to rescue people far from God? How far? Hi, and welcome to Today with Jeff Vines. Today we continue the message, Lost Sheep, about being willing to go where God sends us and following God in the pursuit of those who don't yet know Him. Jesus was willing to momentarily leave those He relentlessly loves to relentlessly pursue those who risk forever being separated from Him. This is Today with Jeff Vines and his message, Lost Sheep. Now, some people ask me, why did you leave New Zealand? This is the first time publicly that I have given that answer. The reason I left New Zealand is because although we started well and we were able and willing to take risk, and people came to me and said, Pastor Jeff, you don't want to go to New Zealand. I was 31 years old after seminary. You don't want to go to New Zealand. I know you say you feel called there, but it's 97.3% unchurched. They are not, you know, they are post-Christian. You will go there, you will be passionate, and you will work hard, and you'll be lucky to have 10 converts in 10 years. Why don't you just stay here and use the gifts God's given you? But I knew I had to go, and I knew God was calling me. So in our seventh year, when we were bucking a 1,000, and everybody was taking a look at what was going on, I knew why. And it was because we were taking risks and we were having conversations. And God gave me this vision of the one life that I've given you now. And there's never going to be a better way to improve on bringing people far from God near to God than one-on-one. Church programs, okay, they're okay in and of themselves, but there's never improvement on one-on-one. And I invested in my first one life in Bill McCarthy, this television icon of New Zealand. And I started having lunch with him every Wednesday for seven years. And on the seventh year, he finally crossed over and gave his life to Jesus. Seven years. There's a lot of baggage to break down. That's not always going to take you seven years. But when, once you lead somebody to Jesus in a relationship like that, you can't get enough of it. And you just want to do it again and again and again. And you learn that people aren't so anti-Jesus as you think, as the media leads you to believe. They're just anti-self-righteous, pious people. But if you start conversations and you admit you are a sinner saved by the grace of God, Because the transformational work the Spirit does in the lives of people is empirically verifiable. It is the strength of the Christian message. And so God started doing all these things. And I left New Zealand because we got to a point, I remember like it was yesterday, we started getting into holy huddles. And we protected our holy huddle. We didn't want new people in. And then one day, one of our elders came to me and said, Jeff, why do you want to grow anymore? We're already one of the biggest churches in the country. And I said, wait a minute, as long as there are people far from God, we keep going after them. It's not about how many people are in your church, it's about how many people aren't. It's not about how many people got saved, it's about how many people haven't been saved that still need the good news of the gospel. And I could feel it that the risk, and I have to hold my hand up because I'm to blame, I'm the leader. I did not lead them well. 
I did not lead them to the point saying, look guys, we're still taking risks. We're still out there. We're still bringing the good news of the gospel. And I started to die inside because I realized that we were just maintenance people. Let's just maintain what we have. Folks, God has called me to preach the gospel. And there are opportunities he opens up for our church, some of which I never get to share with you. But I will not stop, and we should not stop, ever from proclaiming the good news and leaving the 90 and 9 and taking risk and being willing to go where Jesus leads. And do you know where Jesus leads? Into the wilderness. And he leads to the cross where you die to yourself to live for something else. And that's who we are and it's who I am and it's why I make decisions and do things sometimes that make no sense to you because you're a believer. Sometimes we actually make decisions not for you but for the person who's out there who does not yet believe. People are far from God. And so next year I'll be in India preaching at the uh, World Convention. I'll be in Seoul, Korea in October speaking at the evangelistic conference. I'll be in Australia. When, when there are times you don't see me here, it's not because I'm on vacation. It's either because I've broken my arm <laughs> or that I'm somewhere delivering the good news of the gospel to someone. Now, folks, he's called me to do that, but he's called me here first. Okay, This is my calling, and I hope to be here till the day I die. Now, I would like that to be later than sooner. But CCV is not a stepping stone for me. It's not something I'm doing until something else comes up. This is what I'm called to do. And I need all of us to be all in in this if we're going to have a fully devoted follower of Jesus in every home in this valley. Having said that, though, God keeps sending us opportunities. Do you know last time I was in Africa, I was in the bush of Zimbabwe. People did not have running water. People did not have sanitation, but they had cell phones. No electricity. Well, how do they charge their phones? They have these little solar panels that they carry around with them. Cell phones in the bush of Africa. And some of the pastors said, Pastor Jeff, when are you going to create something that we can have access to on our cell phone? Sermons and transcripts and books so that we can have access in Africa. We we can't afford those. When are you going to do that? So I started something called JV or JeffBinds.org. Some of you have heard about it. Some of you haven't. And this is not a commercial for it. It's just this. I wanted one place where people could go all over the world, in Australia, New Zealand, wherever, to get with our ministry partners and Ravi's website's on there and our, our website's on there. But I wanted them to be able to go to a place where they can read blogs, where they can download sermons. So we got all my sermons on their MP3 files that they can download. And yes, you can do that on their cell phones now and they could listen. And it's not about making money. Any money that does come in goes right back into that ministry. And so I wanted that. So that started. It started because I had a heart for people, not only far from God here, but people far from God everywhere. And I really have a heart for pastors overseas. There have been many pastors here that have pastors for American pastors. My heart is for pastors overseas who don't have access to all the stuff that pastors here have access to. And so that's why I've had a vision a long time for internet cafes in Africa that we would fund at CCV because pastors can't afford internet, even though it's available. So I wanted them to be able to come into the city of Kigali in Rwanda and come to an internet cafe cafe that we've built and be able to get online there that we supply and think they could read John MacArthur commentaries. They could go listen to sermons by Chuck Swindoll or by Greg Laurie or by maybe even Jeff Vines or whatever they're going to do. And they can grow. They, you know what that does? It opens up the world to them. The point is, the point is, if we are all in together, 
then we can reach the world for Christ. And every opportunity God sends our way, we never have to say no because we're overflowing with resources. The question is, how far are you and I willing to go to rescue people far from God? How far? This is Today with Jeff Vines. Pastor Jeff is sharing about his work around the world to illustrate how all people can be reached with the good news if we work together. Let's continue. How far are you and I willing to go to rescue people far from God? Jesus was willing to momentarily leave those he relentlessly loves to relentlessly pursue those who risk forever being separated from him. What are you and I willing to do? Okay, this is the end. Shorter sermon this week. You love that, don't you? I know you do. We've come to a, a fork in the road. We, we're in a pickle. <laughs> you know, last year I told you that we were going to have two services at 1030 and we're going to have five services on a Sunday morning because we had found a place locally that we're going to be able to double up on optimal inviting times. And it fell through again. I don't know how many times since I've been here that we thought we've had a plan and we share it with you. It fell through. Now, I got to tell you, I don't get too worried about that. And here's why. Because this is not my church. It's God's church. And if God wanted that to happen, it would have happened. And if God says no to something, it's because there's something better in the future. If you force his hand, you're in big trouble. Right? And so, (laughs) my heart hurts for you and for the 10 o'clock. Because if every one of you brought your one life, where are you going to put them? It takes about 13 to 15 minutes to get into this parking lot and about the same to get out. And if you're a first-time visitor, you're only going to do that one time. And some of you who come here regularly don't want to do it. And I understand. It hurts my heart to know that so many of you want to bring a one life, you don't know where you're going to put them. Matter of fact, if you notice, we've actually got some empty seats in here for the first time in a long time. And let me tell you why I think people are getting tired of fighting it. And it's easier to stay home and watch it on the web. Which is why I'm going to discontinue that. Not yet, but I'm seriously considering it. I really am. Because, I, I mean, not that I, I mean, I appreciate online audience and it's, uh, that's all good, but you can still watch it. You'll just have to wait till Monday. What I'm saying is, God has blessed us so much, continues to bless us, but we're not waiting on God. He's waiting on us. And what He's waiting on us is this Are we unified in this vision to go after people far from God? And if we are, are we willing to risk? Are we willing to come together in unity and make this thing happen? I want us to make a commitment together. My heart for people far from God, I don't see it ever changing. I die inside when we start focusing internally. We have Rooted coming up that we're going to take a serious look at discipleship in our church, and we're doing that, and it's growing already. But, man, if we're just coming and doing the same thing week after week and not making an impact out there, I I just die inside. I just wither, dry up because it's not my calling. If you want a pastor that's just going to feed you every week and just kind of stroke you and say, great job, and I'm not your guy. If you want a guy that's going to lead you and challenge you, I'm your guy. And we're going to go out and find those who are far from God. So here's what I need from you. Would you... Would you 
I'm going to count to three, and would you say, I am all in? Don't say it unless you mean it. And you say, well, how can I say I'm all in? I don't even know what you're doing. We're going to roll out our vision because we do believe, finally, God has answered that call. And not he's been waiting on us to get our hearts right, maybe. Who knows? But God has finally revealed what our next step is, our next stage. So we're going to roll that out. We don't know exactly all the details, but when we come to you, we will. And I need you to pray. I need you to pray that I would listen to God, not to man. You know, having a missionary heart, man, I have a hard time with some things that a lot of megachurch pastors don't. I have a hard time with things. And I have a hard time with where we send our money and what we give it to. And so I need you to pray for me that I would continue to listen to God, not man. That our elders would listen to God, not man. That our executive team would listen to God, not man. And when we come in here in the fall, it will be from God, not man. So you pray for that. that well, that's what it means to be all in. Second, second, would you be all in with your first fruits? Now, let me say something to you here. I know, you know, megachurch pastors get a bum rap because all you guys do is talk about money. Let me tell you why we have directional, intentional offering times, okay? Because the reality is in a megachurch, it's, it's easy to hide. And so here's what happens. Statistically speaking, 18% of you tithe and 50% of you give next to nothing, Okay, that's the statistics in most megachurches. You got a small group of people doing everything, giving all the resources, serving. I know CCV uh, is, a, is a great church with a servant's heart. When you hear me talk about offering in the future, I'm not trying to get more money out of you. I'm trying to get people who aren't giving to start giving. Do you understand that? So don't get mad at me. What I need you to say is, oh, I see what Pastor Jeff is doing. He's trying to get everybody on board. He's not trying to get more money from me. He's just trying to get everybody to jump in because if everybody jumps in, would you imagine the resources we would have? And every time an opportunity comes, I don't have to come to you and ask. It's already there and we do it. Do you know how much freedom that would be? So I'm asking you to do as a disciple what you ought to be doing, bringing the ties into the storehouse. I said a few weeks ago, if you are one of those that you give to something else, that's great, but that's your offering. If this is the place that feeds you and this is the place that you need to bring the ties in. Let me tell you, let me tell you something else. I think in our church, if I can just be honest, most of our giving comes from the middle to lower class. Did you know that? If the wealthy in our church that God has blessed with enormous resources gave, we wouldn't have this problem. And I'm asking those of you who God has blessed with an enormous capacity of giving, start doing so. And if you do that and you join all the other people who don't have the funds that you do have and yet they tithe or they give significantly, we would have what we need to keep going. So I want you to say I'm all in on every campus to bring in the first fruits. I'm all in to risking. I'm going to risk. I'm going to leave the 99 and go out to the wilderness. I'm going to follow Jesus. And third, I want you to say I'm all in to a life of selflessness. What does that mean? This is the end of the sermon, the real end. What does it mean? It means, you know what? I am going to take for granted that the things that happen around our church on a weekend are not specifically for me. That what Jeff is doing may not make much sense to me, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and believe that he's doing something this way in order to reach somebody that's far from God that's here right now. So when Pastor Jeff says, now let me explain communion to you for the thousandth zillionth time, I'm going to know it's not for me. It's for those people who were there whose hands are shaking when the communion tray comes by. When he gives a disclaimer during the offering time, I'm going to assume that he's seen somebody or knows that there's somebody there that needs to hear, hey, God is not only after your money, he's after everything. 
I'm going to assume when they do a song that I don't necessarily like, that maybe it's not for me. And so I'm going to pray during this song. Even though I don't like it, somebody probably does. That you start to come to church with a selfless attitude. Let's not be consumers. Let's be people who come on the weekend who've been with God all week. Who've been with him all week. So this is just a plus where the corporate body of Jesus gets together. And whatever happens, we're trusting Jeff and our leadership to be before God, because I promise you we are, and asking God, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? And to follow his lead. Would you please help me? Let's not be self-righteous. Those kind of people don't help anybody. And Jesus had his most harsh sermons for them. Let's know that we're all sinners saved by grace and let's welcome everyone in here. Welcome everyone here. Let me, let me hear you. Let me look in your eyes and know that you're not going to be shocked whoever walks in here. You're going to be loving, accepting, and you're going to think this. Wow, they're here. Fantastic. They're going to hear the word of God today. Who knows what the spirit of God will do in them. And I'm a sinner just like they are. So I'm going to love them. Please. And let's risk and let's give our all And let's not rest until there is a fully devoted follower of Jesus in every home in this valley. Amen? Amen. All right. Father, I thank you and praise you for uh, the people of Christ Church of the Valley. I thank you for for what you've done since the days of Ron Keller, Chuck Boer, and the amazing youth group he had, and the lives, young lives that were changed that are now adults in the church here. Thank you that you've called me here and given me the privilege to be associated with a great group of people and a great ministry heritage. And I would pray right now in Jesus' name that our heart for those who are far from God would increase a thousandfold. And our attitude would be, Father, do in us whatever you need to do to reach this valley for Christ and beyond. I pray that the people would pray, that they'd pray for me, God, that they'd say, Father, be with Pastor Jeff as he travels, give him safety. Be with him as he speaks to people in India or Korea or Australia or Africa or Rwanda, wherever. Give him the right words at the right time. And help us, Father, to be the type of people who, when we don't see Jeff, we know he's not on vacation somewhere, but we know he's delivering the good news of the gospel. And that we come with an attitude, Father, give me your word today. If Jeff's here, fine. If he's not here, fine. And just protect him, keep him safe, and keep him in our church. And Father... We pray for the lost. We'd show grace, mercy, kindness, and we would accept them. And they would come in and believe. And in believing, sanctification would happen as the Spirit of God comes in and changes not only what they do, but what they want to do. It's my prayer in Jesus' name, and everybody said. Thanks for joining us on today with Jeff Vines. That's the end of Lost Sheep. To hear more from Pastor Jeff, head to vision.org.au and search for Jeff Vines. Please join us next time for a brand new message from Pastor Jeff in the All In series. When you genuinely are converted to Christ, you don't use him as some kind of loophole to get out of hell free card. You understand what he's done and how he's transformed you and you desire to be with him all the time. Today with Jeff Vines, just another way vision is connecting faith to your life.
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.